0: To the skies. It's time for Space Down yeah. on 95 BFM. Thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Hello, Josh. Are you there? Kilda,
1: Kilda, how's it going?
0: It's good. It's good. Uh, now, very briefly, Welcome off back here from
1: your little
0: holiday. Oh, thank you very much, mate. Uh, it is <laughs> good to be back here in the studio at 95 BFM and chatting to you about outer space. Ah, oh, wonderful. Um, now, you survive school holidays alright? Obviously probably like a busy, busy, busy two weeks for uh, the Stardome.
1: Yeah, well it was, it was a nice busy, um, obviously with the borders opening kind of at the same time, so mm-hmm. it was actually just nice to get people through, yeah.
0: Do you it's get alive. a lot of international tourists coming to the Stardome? Is it, is it a destination?
1: Yeah, we do. I mean, I, I work in the days, but I know in the evenings, um, yeah, we do get a lot of international visitors. Because um, a lot of them, you know, also come to New Zealand to learn about the night sky. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll it'll be nice to welcome them back.
0: It, I mean, Cornwall Park, great spot, you know, to go for a walk and check out what's going going on.
1: Mm, yeah, and it's a nice park, and, you know, we we got our telescopes in the evenings too. So, mm-hmm. it's nice to um, do a little bit of stargazing here.
0: Hmm. Now, speaking of stargazing, are we kicking things off with the James Webb Space Telescope, the greatest space telescope that was ever made?
1: I know, yes, very exciting. So, um, yeah, we scientists have basically said that um, James Webb is now cold enough. Um, so it's been spending, you know, the last four months um, essentially just cooling down. Um, it's got that big heat shield just to get really, really cold. Um, and the reason it's got to be cold is because it's an infrared telescope. So it basically sees heat signatures. Um, so, yeah, to get really sensitive at looking at the sky, it's got to be super, super cold. Um, and, yeah, it's now at that temperature, which has taken about four months, um, which is really exciting. So now, you know, we can actually start commissioning all of those instruments. Um, and we've already seen some photos, which is just really mind blowing yeah.
0: Uh, the article that you sent through had a like a comparison of three different space telescopes and the clarity of the images, and... Uh, the the first two the Wise and the Spitzer space telescopes uh, the images sort of look like an old old school like computer game uh, but the yeah. James Webb is uh, crystal clear
1: it's crystal clear and I think it's really astounding like I I genuinely was really amazed when I saw those images this morning because mm-hmm. um, you know the ones from the Spitzer space telescope those have been some of the highest resolution um, infrared photos that we've ever had you know. So to see the clarity of the James Webb where, where, you know, the stars actually look like stars. They don't look like kind of blobs. And you can also um, see those, really, like, yeah.
0: space cloud sort of things.
1: Yeah, but so you can even see that nebula kind of flying around in space and you can see stars behind that are not even visible in those other photos. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really incredible. And, you know, these are just test images. These are really just to make sure everything's working. Um, And, you know, it is working. It's working better than expected. So, yeah, I think in the next couple of months when they actually start to take, um, you know, actual observations of known objects, um, we're going to get some really amazing images. It's it's really peering back. You know, essentially, to the beginning of time, which is mm-hmm.
0: amazing. Do you know much about the projects that are lined up? I mean, who, like, what's first off the? What's the first cab off the rank as far as? Um,
1: you know, like, yeah, where they're so, going to point I mean, got kind of really busy. It? It's, it's a really busy schedule, so scientists are basically have to book in for the telescopes. Hmm. Um, and they say, you know, we want to look at this object, and um, for this long, it's going to take this long. Um, so it, it's got everything in the book. It's got exoplanets so that will be looking at. It'll be looking at our solar system, so planets in our, our solar system. Um, it's looking at nebula, star formation, all of that good stuff that we just didn't have the resolution to see. Um, but I think one of the most exciting targets and some of the first things that it will be looking at um, is exoplanets, so planets that orbit other stars. Because um, we've found a lot of them, but we've just never had the capabilities to learn much about them. Um, and that's what James Webb's capable of. So yeah, those will be some of the first targets. Um, and yeah, hopefully we find some really amazing stuff.
0: Excellent, excellent. Also, it is, it's 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 uh, incredible to be able to look at some of those other planets in our solar system and maybe learn some more about them.
1: Mm, yeah, so mind blowing.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, NASA has extended eight missions. Uh, with stuff flying out in our solar system. Uh, tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, so NASA's they've announced um, mission extensions for eight planetary missions. So these are missions beyond the Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, starting at Mars, they've basically extended all of the Mars missions, um, all the current ones that are working. So all of the orbiters that they have, there's a couple of them. Um, they've extended those indefinitely. Uh, they've extended the Curiosity rover, which has been on Mars for coming up 10 years. Um, and they'll probably just keep that one going until, probably until it dies.
0: Is it, um, yeah, it's basically it's stuff that's out there working uh, beyond its expected, uh, I guess, life, right? Yeah, and, and
1: it's, it's, that's kind of the thing about these missions is, you know, we know how good NASA is at hardware, we know that they build hardy spacecraft that'll last, um, but often you find that the end of a mission is actually sometimes up to the budget, sometimes NASA doesn't have the money to keep these missions going, to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so often, missions will end not because the spacecraft is not working or it's broken, they just don't have the budget for it. So they mm-hmm. often have to cut um, missions, which is kind of sad. But yeah, to get these mission extensions, it obviously makes sense because these spacecraft are working they're not broken there's nothing mm. wrong with them um and it's just a lot more affordable and you know there are some of these missions um there was one that went to um i know we've mentioned that the asteroid last year where they touched down and grabbed the samples um that's called osiris Rex, and that mission is currently it's coming back to earth it's about to drop off uh, like a little capsule with some asteroid samples in it next year mm-hmm. um, but after it drops it off that Spacecraft is still going to be in space, it's not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. So, NASA is now going to send that to another asteroid called uh, Apophis, which is really cool. So, you know, you build this spacecraft for one mission um, and you're actually getting many different targets out of them. Which can it, can it still? Sense. Yeah, instead of building a new spacecraft.
0: Can that s- spacecraft still do the same thing where it can approach another asteroid and get another sample?
1: Um, It it won't be able to touch down and get a sample because it was only built with that one...
0: Yeah, um, yeah, a one-time deal.
1: It's It's only got, like, one cargo, essentially. Um, But it still can go to that asteroid. It can still orbit it and, you know, image that asteroid. And the asteroid that's going through, Apophis, um, was... It used to be called the Doomsday Asteroid because uh, in the early 2000s, we kind of thought that it was going to hit the Earth in 2029. Mm -hmm. Uh, We found out it's not. It's going to be close, but it's not going to hit us. Um, But yeah, it'll just be cool to see new stuff um, with missions that are already there, which is, you know, just makes more sense than building a new spacecraft from scratch.
0: Mm -hmm. And just going back to Mars, I saw some images of like a space shuttle or something, or some space gear which had crashed into the surface of Mars that the... uh, Oh, yeah. The, uh,
1: the, the heat, uh, was it the aeroshell, yeah. Oh, so that actually, I was actually maybe going to talk about that. Um, yeah, so the heat shield and, not the, sorry, not the heat shield, the parachute and the back shell. Hmm. Um, so that's the parachute that slowed the Perseverance rover down um, uh, in 2021, last year when it landed. Um, that obviously, you know, smashed into the ground. And the Ingenuity helicopter was flying uh, a couple of days ago and it actually flew over that back shell and the parachute. Um, I took photos of it, which was kind of really strange to see this broken, destroyed, and, you know, parachute just lying on the ground. It's like a futuristic kind of cool scene. It it's, what was that, sorry? It's
0: like a, a, a futuristic scene of something which is, like, obviously it's crashed into a planet, but, you know, seeing an actual real image... Of that sort of thing Is quite compelling
1: Yeah I, I think it's so cool Like just mm. to see You know That's something that we built on Earth And you know Obviously the rover's there But um, everything else Is still there too Which It just kind of seems cool To mm. see um, You know I, I like to think in the future You know To build a museum Or something over it And people can go see You know Where the ancient Perseverance rover Parachute <laughs> landed on Mars So it'd be kind of cool
0: Yeah Yeah Cool uh, Now what, what else have we got uh, To chat about this evening Oh Rocket
1: Lab yeah, they, um, they made history this morning. So they, um, this, I was actually watching the launch this morning, it was about 10.30. Um, but yeah, Rocket Lab, they launched from the Mahia Peninsula, as they do, uh, went up to space, launched a bunch of satellites, and then the rockets um, you know, plummeted back to the Earth, as they do. Um, and Rocket Lab, amazingly, they caught it with a helicopter, which is something that they've been planning to do. Um, they announced it about three years ago. So this is the first time they've actually caught a, a, you know, a used rocket, um, and recovered it, so it's it's a huge achievement for them. It was pretty cool to see too.
0: Was it a manned manned helicopter?
1: Yeah, yeah. So there was a pilot um, in this video of it. He was actually flying towards and um, the rocket. So the rocket, as it falls down, it deploys a parachute, so it's kind of slowly coming down. Um, and then with GPS, the how do you prepare for pilot, that? Well, they, it's basically just with um, location and GPS. So they know things like you know the velocity and speed of the parachute, so they track it and they, you know, kind of go towards it and then eventually once they see it, the helicopter has this like, it's basically a piece of string with a hook on it, um, and that basically flies past the parachute with the, the rocket, it snags it and then it pulls it up, mm. um, and that means that, you know, it's not going to smash into the ocean, um, and you obviously don't want that, so yeah, this is the first time they've done it, and its it was also their first attempt, so really amazing work from them.
0: Wow uh josh we've had a text from a listener wondering um what you thought about the movie moonfall lol
1: moonfall um it was horrifically bad <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not one to usually bash a roland emmerich film because i think he makes he's good at disaster films but moonfall was uh, horrific like not even the cgi was good so yeah no, no nothing to redeem in
0: that film <laughs> uh, we've had another text through saying freaky the moon and stars have been aligning in Pisces in the early morning, seen just before sunset. Before yeah, they have
1: actually. There's um, there's a little bit, of, a little bit. There's a kind of big planetary alignment at the moment. So there's four planets. Uh, there's, my uh, head, Mars, Saturn, Jupiter, and Venus there in the morning. Um, and in like mid June, I think Mercury's is going to be there. So you'll be able to eventually see um, all five in the sky, which is pretty cool.
0: Excellent. Now, uh, anything coming up at the Stardome that we need to know about, Josh?
1: Yeah, well, tomorrow is, of course, May the 4th. So we have an international, mm. May the 4th, the Listening Day, the International Star Wars Day. Um, yeah, we do uh, May the 4th shows every year for for the occasion. So they're kind of our Star Wars themed shows. We kind of fly around to the planets from the Star Wars universe and all that stuff. Um, and we're almost sold out. So if, yeah, if anyone's keen, definitely come along. People yeah. dress up too. So it's it's oh, pretty cool. Cool. Uh, and we also, we start our Matariki season next Wednesday, so that'll be our first showing of Nga or Matariki. Um, we will be running that from yeah, next Wednesday up until the day of Matariki, which is the, I think it's the 24th of July. Um, so yeah, next about a month and a half, we'll have our Matariki shows, which is, yeah, really awesome.
0: Excellent. Hey, Josh from the Stardom, thank you very much. We will speak with you in a fortnight's time.
1: All right, I'll speak to you
0: then. Okay, bye. bye. We are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.